Welcome to the podcast, And the Church Said. This podcast discusses faith, mental health, church, and culture from a Christian counseling perspective. I am Dr. Monique Smith-Gatson, and I am your host for this podcast. Consider me your church counselor and consultant who is discipling the body and the members in mental, emotional, relational, and spiritual health. I am trained in both psychology and theology. We are equipped and equipping for the work of the ministry. Although I am a licensed clinician, this podcast is not intended to serve as therapy. We strongly encourage you to seek out your own personal relationship with a professional therapist. This applies also to our special guests who have opinions and professional insights and expertise of their own. Their contribution is also not to be regarded as therapy. Our aim here is to hold conversation around these important topics regarding the church and mental health. So thank you for joining us for this episode. Hello, everyone. I'm so glad to have you join us on today. So a continued thank you to all of you who listen and follow, subscribe, share, the podcast with others, those who financially support it. I am so, so grateful for the many, many ways that you continue to support this podcast. Thank you. I just, I'm overwhelmed. Um, I'm amazed and I'm grateful. So thank you all so much again for continuing to listen to our podcast in the corner of the whole podcast universe. I'm grateful for those of you who find us and listen to us or follow us and listen to us on a weekly basis. I'm so, so, so humbled and so appreciative. So you guys, I'm so hopeful that over this last week, since we were, um, somewhat together, meaning the last time I published, I'm hopeful that you have been very gentle with yourselves as we have found ourselves reckoning with another mass shooting in this country, in the States. Another tragic shooting that was targeted at school children and at two teachers, two teachers. A husband of one of those teachers died from a heart attack after learning of his wife's fate. And so it has been a dark, dark time in the history of this country. And there is no amount of minimizing, denying it, rationalizing, intellectualizing, all of the things that we tend to do, the defense mechanisms that rise up in operation, none of those will ever erase the murderous history of this country. So within two weeks, within two weeks, we have had to reckon with two intentionally, strategically thought out plans to murder. And um, it's hard. It's it's been it's been a tough, tough, tough couple of weeks. Um, and especially as I have been so expected of a miraculous outpouring of the spirit, as 
you know, I've been marking these 40 days between the resurrection and the ascension from those days that we celebrated the resurrection. And as I have been walking in expect expectancy this last week, I was met with such heart-wrenching news. And it just truly wasn't what I expected. Sure, it wasn't what you expected either. So this underscores what we speak of when we talk about having to reckon with living in the here and the now and waiting on Jesus to come back. It's that tension that we live within. And oh boy, isn't it tense. So I urge you all to just continue to be gentle with yourselves and honor your emotions. Pay attention to them and name them. Move your body as you can. Lament. And also embrace where you can experience joy. Again, it's hard to have to feel more than one thing, especially when there is such a conflict within. Many have reasons to be celebratory and excited and also feeling the pain and the burden and sadness due to so many heartbreaking events in life. So many people are in graduation season and I have read countless posts on social media outlets where people are excited and joyful about celebrating their loved one who might be graduating and at the same time wrestling with the joy and the, I mean, the um, heartache and the trauma and the grief that they know others are experiencing due to these two horrific events that have taken place within the last couple of weeks. So today I'm going to be before you briefly as I'm kind of um, rounding out again, this focus, this period of time between the resurrection and the ascension. I'm just gonna read to you a few verses from Luke 24, verses 48 through 53. And they read like this. You are witnesses of these things. And look, I am sending you what my father promised. As for you, stay in the city until you are empowered from on high. Then he led them out to the vicinity of Bethany and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. And while he was blessing them, he left them and was carried up into heaven. After worshiping him, they returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they were continually in the temple, praising God. Yeah, <laughs> I have really sat with this particular passage. This is where the Lord just kept leading me to. And so I kept sitting with this particular passage and thinking about this great joy and hard to kind of wrap my mind around this great joy while also navigating 
um, not only my own emotions around these events, but as I have had to sit with and counsel and comfort others, this has been a passage that I have just had to sit with these particular verses, I should say. But a couple of things I'll point out to you that was that were pointed out to me. <laughs> and I hope they will be a blessing to you as they have been a blessing to me. In this particular passage, Jesus reminded them, the disciples, of the promise from the Father. He instructed them to stay, to tarry, until they were going to be empowered from on high. Jesus led them out. And as he lifted his hands, he blessed them. And as he was blessing them, he was lifted up to heaven. After they worshiped, they returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they were continually in the temple praising God. The disciples had been um, experiencing all types of emotions <laughs> over the course of those three days. They were content being with Jesus, then confused. <laughs> they were fearful. They were guilty. They were remorseful. They were horrified. They were perplexed. They were astonished. Then they were joyful. And in times like these, and in times like those, we have to work hard to remind ourselves of the times that we were blessed by the Lord. We have to remind ourselves that as Jesus went back to sit at the right hand of the Father, he sent the Spirit on our behalf. We have to remind ourselves that sometimes we might have to wait to be empowered. Sometimes we have to remember to worship him and remember that our lament and our grief are expressions of worship. After worshiping him, they returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they were continually in the temple praising God. So we can, we can, hard as it can be to believe, we can, as the disciples did, experience great joy. We have to hold a posture of praising God. And how do we do that in such difficult times? Well, I present to you, it is after we worship after we lie before him, after we grieve and mourn. Remember the word of God is filled with many scriptures of lament and heartache and questioning and moans and bellows. And this is the very word that we have the opportunity to pray back to God. And we are in a mode of worship. I submit that after we have the opportunity to express ourselves, there will be better 
times in clarity and we see Jesus and we experience joy. It's in that moment, not that it has to overshadow all of the heartache and the pain. No, that's not what I'm suggesting. But we can create space for it. That we can remember Jesus is close to us. He did not leave us. He did not forsake us. He sent the comforter. And that should cause us to express joy. That he did not leave us alone. That we may be left without loved ones. But we are not left alone. I hope that that is an encouraging thought for you. Maybe hard to embrace in a moment. But I hope in due time it can be encouraging. I ask that you take care of your mental and your emotional well-being. Do not rush past your laments and your heartache. And also do not rush past your joys either. Be careful to not crowd out the joy that you can find, and you can find it, and you can experience. Jesus is near. Jesus is near. Remember when he blessed you. Remember that can look like expressing your lament and grief as a means of worship. Remember that can be a joy to be given the margin to do so. And we can continually give praise to God from our very own sacred places. And it is because of the joy that is found in Jesus. Remember our church is all about the community that is healing, uniting, and restoring in Christian hope. So in Christ is where we hope. Lastly, I just want to say, I did a word study on that word joy. And interestingly enough, it can be translated a calm delight. A calm delight. We don't have to muster up this over-the-top celebratory posture. We can have a calm delight, a moment in the middle of such difficult times. We can have several moments. We can open up space to bask in that joy, in that calm delight. And I encourage you to create joy, find joy, allow space for joy. And again, I believe that we can do that after we worship. And worship is expression. It's expression. As we express our laments, express our grief. 
we can praise God and find great joy. So until next time, let anyone who has ears to hear, listen to what the Spirit says to the churches. After you have heard my call, what will be your response? And the church said,